Hey there, sweet sister friend. Welcome back to the Shine With Brandy Show. All right, y'all, where are my party people at? Now, I'm not just talking about my girls who like to go to a party, but I'm talking about my soul sisters who like to throw a party. And guess what? Throw a party and celebrate yourself. All right, now, some of you may have been nodding in agreement like, oh yeah, I'm all about the party. Okay, sister friend, we're all up in this business. And you may have been nodding your head in agreement. And then I got to that last part and you thought, whoa, 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 I'm not celebrating myself. I'm not having myself a party. Sister friend, you are not alone. In fact, many women that I know in my own spheres of influence, not only do they not like to be celebrated, they don't like to be showcased. They don't like to have that kind of attention. They'll tell me, oh, no, no, no. Oh, please don't. Oh, please don't. And I'm like, girl, let's bring it on. I will send out invitations. And I'm not just talking about a text invitation or even an evite. Like I'll send you a box with like butterflies that will come out of it. I love to celebrate my birthday. And I'm going to dive into that a little bit more here in a second. But I want you to think about if you are one of those people, perhaps why you might not enjoy celebrating your birthday. As I mentioned, you're not alone. And this is a very sensitive subject for a lot of women, right? Just a lot of people in general, but mostly women. Sometimes it could be, you know, sensitive because maybe it's an official reminder of them growing a little bit older. Maybe they're starting to see some wrinkles and some spots and some sagging skin in places that they would rather not, okay, just being real up in here. (laughs) And maybe it's because they have an unfavorable or disappointing memory of a past birthday that just really kind of triggers some emotions or feelings there. Or maybe it's because there's a feeling of maybe not achieving a certain worldly benchmark by a particular age. I know that has been the case in my life in years past. And maybe these things can cause sadness or maybe even anxiety or even depression. Well, girl, if any of these describe you, then I am here today to offer you a fresh perspective, all right? I might not be able to change your mind right here, but I pray that the Holy Spirit will go ahead and start working on your heart with some of the truths that we are going to unpack and dive into today. All right, girl, God's word is filled with scripture to support that you are his absolute favorite, that you are love beyond measure, and that, girl, you deserve to be celebrated. All right, John 3.16, a foundational scripture that we all know. You know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son for you. In Deuteronomy 32, you know, like Moses, it says that you are the apple of my eye. Psalm 5.12 says that you are surrounded with favor. It surrounds you like a shield. Zephaniah 3.17, that he delights over you with singing. Psalm 139.14, you are wonderfully made. Girl, these are just a few that I know off the top of my head. There are thousands more reminders in scripture of just how loved you are. As I mentioned, it is beyond measure. But sister, you have to believe it and then receive that those promises are for you. We believe, then we receive, which is very much counter opposite to the way that the world believes. We're the opposite. We want to see it and then we'll believe it. Well, you see, because of my upbringing and the many unkind words that were spoken over me, you know, I was unwanted. I was not good, smart, pretty, thin enough. And you can fill in the blanks with any other words there that might fit for you. But I grew up believing that these lies, all of these lies led me to believe that I wasn't worthy. And it led me to have a poor self-image and a very low self-esteem. Now, oddly enough, I actually hid behind my larger-than-life personality. I was hiding. I was the life of the party. Everybody on campus knew me. In my high school, people knew me. I was on homecoming court. I was on prom court, all the things, right? Because I lived out loud. 
But really what was happening is I was attempting to fool other people and cover up my shame and my pain. So for many years, I faked it. I totally lived a fake hypocritical life. But as God began healing my heart, I no longer needed to be liked or accepted by others because guess what? I knew that I was loved and chosen by God. I'm going to say that again because I feel the Holy Spirit is saying that for somebody here today, that I did not need to be liked or accepted by others because I knew I was loved and chosen by God. Girl, this led me to a newfound and a genuine joy. It was no longer this fake, phony shenanigans that I was putting up a front. I then began realizing that I was a daughter of the king. I realized that my status was royalty and I began to live and act accordingly. And so I know that some of you, you know, you follow along with Favor Friday. I want you to go back and listen to those messages in September because there's some really deep insights in terms of you are God's favorite. I just mentioned a couple of these scriptures here today. You know, go back and unpack Psalm 512, that he has surrounded you with favor like a shield. Envision like a superhero movie where there's like this force all around you that nothing can penetrate you. Now, we know that God's word says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It doesn't say it won't prosper. It just says that it will not prosper against you, that you will defeat it. All right, sister. Now, I am simply, I'm not here to say that you have a low self-esteem or a poor self-image of yourself if you don't like to be you know, celebrated or the center of attention. Some of that is part of just your nature and who you are, right? But I want you to consider why. Why don't you like all the extra hoopla and all the bells and whistles and all the surprises and all the gifts and all the things? Now, I'm not just talking about for your birthday. I actually have a really dear friend who got married this summer in July. And she said, oh my gosh, I'm just so anxious about being the bride. Like all eyes are going to be on me. And this just causes me so much anxiety. And we unpacked a lot of what I'm sharing with you today. And as so many women are doers and so many women are nurturers, and that might be you. You might be like raising your hand, nodding in agreement right there. You are so willing to take care of others and you are so willing to lavish love on other people and you give them special gifts and celebrations and you go out of your way to send cards and to buy the flowers and to make the meals and all the things, but you're not so willing to receive that love for yourself. So I go back to that foundational question of why. So if by chance you start unraveling that and you think about your own past and your own history. Maybe there is something deeper there because let's just be real, girl. Just like on the dashboard of a car, usually that check engine light is on, but it means that something else is going on under the hood. All right, so I want you to go ahead and sit with the Holy Spirit and ask, what is it? Show me truth, reveal to me, illuminate it. Let me see what you see. In 1 John 3, We know that the Lord says, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. Sister, you are a child of God, and and even more so, you are a daughter of God. Every single person is chosen as a child, but not everyone is a son or a daughter. That's the part that we have to come to Him and say, you know what? I messed up. I want to receive Jesus, and I want to be a co-heir with Jesus Christ. But I love that part because it says, see what great love the Father has that he lavished love on us. Love on us. Lavished is above and beyond. 
It's an overflow. It's an outpouring of just unconditional joy for someone so much that they just cannot contain it. If you have children, you most likely know what that love feels like. In Mark 12, 30, we know that the greatest commandments, Jesus says when he is asked by the Pharisees, what is, what is the greatest commandment? And they had all the thousands of laws they've learned in the Old Testament. And so they were expecting, they were trying to catch him, right? And they were expecting to be able to catch him in, you know, oh, no, that's not the greatest law. And what he says is, you know, that you are to love God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. And also love your neighbor as you love yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. So sister, I ask you, do you love others and do you lavish others the way that you lavish yourself? And again, I don't want to come from a place of condemnation, but I want you to come from a place of contemplation. I want you to think about this. Why is it that I don't like to be celebrated? What is something that might be blocking me? Because as you know, we're unpacking this month a little bit of our orphan spirit. And a lot, not a lot of it. This is a whole topic. Y'all, it has taken me years. Since 2016, I have been on this road of discovery. And I've been on in this process of being refathered because of this. Now, again, remember that you could have grown up in a wonderful household. You could have had a great relationship with your mother or your father or both. But there's oftentimes something deeper in that orphan spirit. And usually it gets wound into the spirit of rejection. But sister, when you know and you accept that you're anointing as a co-heir of Christ, you want to celebrate. You want to enjoy the John 10, 10, 10 life, right? 10, 10, 10. You want to enjoy the John 10, 10 life. You want to have life to, you know, into overflow in abundance. You want to be able to enjoy life to the full capital letter F, capital letter U, capital letter L, and L, caps lock. You don't want to live any longer as an orphan or a beggar or a black sheep of your family. Some of you may have been labeled as black sheep. I'm that person in my family that has been my label. But guess what? I'm like, you know what? My sheep know my voice. And so guess whose voice I follow? I don't care what color my skin is, right? I don't care what color my fur is, if you will, or my coat, because I know whose voice I'm following. So I don't care what label you give me or the world gives me. Instead, sister, I want you to walk in power and your authority and your dominion, knowing whose you are and knowing who you are, knowing your foundational identity and having that be anchored in truth. Go back, sit with some of these scriptures, go back, ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want to reveal to me? What do you want to show me about this? Because maybe this is speaking to you today. Maybe you have not enjoyed being celebrated. Maybe there is a little bit of fear about getting older. Maybe for some of us, I know that my father died at 48 years old. I broke that generational curse. I was like, I will live beyond 48. Okay. I'm just saying right now in Jesus name. And so by God's will, of course, I trust and I believe that I will live beyond that. I'm taking care of myself. I'm doing the right things. And so I'm praying that, of course, God, whenever he calls me home, I'm ready for that. I'm ready to go today if he calls me. And I pray that's the same for you. But really sit with some of these things and ask the Lord, you know, do I have any unfavorable or disappointing memories of my past? And if so, Lord, heal my memory. Replace those memories with good ones. Isn't it amazing that we can do Romans 12 too? When we say transform my mind, we can ask the Lord to replace those memories and to renew memories with memories of him. It's so powerful, y'all. Or maybe if you are one of those people who I shared like myself, 
hasn't achieved the worldly benchmarks of having the house and the kids and the car and the husband and all the things. And God's like, but what do you have? Right? Sometimes that can cause me anxiety when I go to a wedding and people are like, oh, are you dating anyone? Or when are you getting married? You know, when are you going next? And I want to say, well, what about you with going to a funeral? Okay. Like I can be sometimes a little bit snarky. I can go back to my unsafe self sometimes. <laughs> but sister, I want you to look at some of these scriptures today. Maybe you dive in a little bit deeper into 1 John 3 and you see what great love the Father has upon you. Maybe you go into Ephesians 1, which is what we're studying this month as we really unpack and you know replace some I am statements that we believe, the lies we believe with some of the truth. Maybe you dive into Romans 8, 15, that, you know, it says that we are not, we have not received the spirit of fear. We are no longer enslaved to fear. Instead, you have received the spirit of adoption. So girl, do not worry about being too much. I've heard that a lot in my whole life. Oh girl, you're too much. Oh, you're too intimidating. No, you're intimidated. Big difference. Okay. Or don't worry about air quote being that girl, right? That girl who likes to be the center of attention or you know, oftentimes we girls can cut each other down really harshly. Who does she think she is? We'll look at somebody on Facebook or even in real life. Girl, you are not arrogant or proud. And we are not to come from a place of arrogance or pride. Rather, we come from a place of boldness and confidence and assurance, knowing who is our father, knowing how he has called us, that he has chosen us. And again, I'm not saying you need to go ahead and like, you know, book a private jet or anything like that. But I'm saying if some friends want to go ahead and take you out for your birthday, let them. If some friends want to go ahead and celebrate you and give you, you know, gifts, let them. Right? We must be able to receive those gifts. And it starts with receiving the gift of his love. When we do not allow ourselves to receive the gift of love, guess what? It ha- guess what happens? It impairs communications in all levels. If we don't receive the Father's love, He's not able to communicate that love with us. And it's the same in our earthly relationships. When we don't receive the love that someone has, when we reject that, we are breaking down a line of communication that is happening. And we're demonstrating that person oftentimes that we don't feel worthy of what they're giving us or that the gift that they're giving us does not, we don't appreciate it. We don't want to be doing that. We want to be living a life of gratitude We want to be coming from a place of abundance and from a place of just being open to receive, putting our hands out and open up to what someone wants to put in those. After all, y'all, this might be in the form of favor. It might be in the form of finances. It might be in the form of health. God wants us to hold on to things loosely in our hands. Corey Ten Boom has a great quote, and I don't have it in my notes here. It's something along the lines of, you know, hold on to what gives you loosely in your hands or else you'll have to pry them open. And I don't know about you, but I am ready to receive every good gift that God wants to give me. It tells us that every good and perfect gift is from above. I want good and perfect gifts, and I know my father does. So guess what? I'm here for it. All right, so sister, I pray that this next revolution around the sun, that you will allow yourself to be celebrated. You will allow yourself to be honored, and you will, in essence, honor God. Thank you, God, for giving me this new year around the earth. Thank you, God, that every good gift that you're giving me today through the form of not only breath, but through the form of my friends who are taking me out to lunch or they're buying me gifts or my husband who's taking me to a spa day or whatever it is, right? My children who are making me a cake and messing up the kitchen, (laughs) that you're allowing yourself to be celebrated. 
After all, sister, it says in Genesis 1.31 that he made everything good. He looked and he saw and he said, this is very good. And that's you. He made you his precious and proud creation. Very good. So sweet girl, I pray that this gives you some ideas and some insights to further consider and some scriptures to delve into to support why you should celebrate you. And guess what? Why you should enjoy being celebrated. You are deserving and worthy. So I pray this blesses you. If so, of course, let me know. I love hearing from you guys. And please share this with someone who might need this message today. I love you. I'm praying for you. And until we meet next time, keep on shining.